Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, July 6th, 2022. And our top story today, U.S. charitable giving booms in 2021, but inflation looms. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Josh Burkholz is the Vice Chair of Giving USA. Josh, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm really happy to be here. And, and today we're talking about philanthropy, and, and this kind of warms my heart. Um, U.S. charitable giving hit a record in 2021. I know you and the folks at Giving USA, in partnership with others, really looking at the stats, but give us the lowdown on this. Yeah, absolutely. Charity's really been wonderful. It's a, um, it hit the record number. We've never seen a number like this before, $484.85 billion. So nearly wow. half a trillion in giving. And the number starts over at zero every year. So that means there was almost half a trillion in new gifts just in 2021. Now, that number is the highest number we've ever reported. But to be completely honest, I must say inflation uh, went up 4.7% and giving was 4% higher. So if you adjust for inflation, you might it might be the second best year, but still, uh, we're in a really peak moment of philanthropy in the United States. Yeah, Americans are, in my opinion, and I think the opinion of others, so giving and um, giving of their time, giving mm -hmm. of their dollars. Uh, when you look at this number, is the number attributable to organizations like corporations and others that donate, or is it also attributed to individuals, people maybe just giving what they can afford, 10, 20, $30? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, in fact, in the United States right now, you could say about three-fourths of giving is actually from individuals. So it's slightly under 70% in terms of outright cash gifts from individuals. But if you include charitable bequests, which are very generous gifts after a person's lifetime uh, included with that number, it's about 76%. Uh, the other quarter is foundation and corporate giving, of which corporate giving went up quite a bit in 2021. We saw a big jump off of 2020 into 2021. Um, and it grew probably in one of the biggest spikes that we've seen. But similar to the inflation rate, their profits grew even more so. I'd say in the last 18 years, we've seen a slow decline in the percent of pre-tax profits given by corporations. About um, 18 years ago, you could count on for the decade before about 1% of pre-tax profits given to uh, nonprofits and to charities. Now it's about 0.7%. Now it's a small, I mean, a number like that, but if you think of it, it's a third less as a share of how much uh, they're making, but the individual number keeps climbing People are being very generous, and it's across the board. Uh, while we see a lot of big gifts, it's really, we've seen some record participation in things like Giving Days and Giving Tuesdays. So it's, a, it's really a, a, a cultural phenomenon, I think. Are there causes in particular that stand out to you? I mean, look, I, there are so many great not-for-profits out there, and there are a lot of great causes, and, and you can't contribute to all of them. But are there some that stand out in terms of more awareness than others? Yeah, it's... It's, it's a good question. I mean, 
over the history of the United States, and as we've been keeping track of these numbers for 60 plus years in the United States through the Giving USA publication, and religion has been the top uh, recipient of charity, but that's slowly been ticking down. Education is probably growing uh, as that ticks down as the, the second biggest, uh, uh, clearly. But we've seen a lot of kind of moving around re really with the pandemic. The arts were really struggling in 2020, but they had a big spike in 2021. So people are like, we, we believe in the arts. So we think that's an important value. And it's not uncommon. When times are tough, people give to survivor type issues like a Maslow's hierarchy. We need to eat. We need to have shelter. So public society benefit and human services benefit in times of hardship. When times are, are a little bit better and money's flowing, like 2021, honestly, the market was pretty good. Um, there was a high savings rate. Uh, there was some discretionary income during 2021. Now, not for everybody, but some people, you start to see more self-actualized things that are important values, such as the arts and education um, and research uh, climbing. So we did see a big jump in in the in the arts uh, environment has had two years of consecutive giving that's been a very important charity to many and it's uh it's probably not where some hope it would be but it's continuing to grow as a charitable uh, value for many probably the most consecutive um, and consistent growth we're seeing is though to public society benefit and to foundations themselves. And a lot of that phenomenon is tied up with the donor advised fund concept where people are giving in, into donor advised funds to some would say stall their charitable decision. They make the charitable gift now so that they can make an informed choice later. And there's been a tremendous growth and rise in that, um, in that field uh, in, in 2021. I love that you bring up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It took me back to natural science uh, during my high school years, and that, yep. by the way, was a long time ago. I want to ask you about inflation because you brought it up a couple times. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of pressure on many Americans and, and, and corporations. It's not just individuals, it's companies facing a lot of pressure. Do, do you see yeah. that? And, and, and economists are all over the place whether or not this is a recession, does this, is this a sustained economic down, down, downwind uh, downfall pulling us down? But mm -hmm. do you see a dramatic impact or what's the expectation for t the rest of 2022 and into 2023 when it comes to donating to very important causes like you're describing? Yeah, yeah. I like to say the spirit of generosity is recession proof. I only wish the amount was. And yeah. that might be a good way of, of describing it. The reason 2021 was really good is because we had a strong stock market, GDP was up, we saw savings rates, discretionary income was up, uh, corporate pre-tax profits. Now, all of those things that were contributors to 2021 being up are things that are subject to inflation bringing them back down. So there, so there does, uh, there is expected that some of those other indicators will bring the charitable number down. However, we've seen in the past, I, I want to say 1988, 89, we saw a 4% inflation rate and giving still went up. So people still give. Now, will the amounts be affected? Possibly. Um, it probably has shifted some thinking where we're seeing perhaps the most um, impact is on the smaller level gifts, those that are individuals that give out of their income, they work for a living, they give some portion to the charities that they find important uh, versus donors that are increasingly giving out of assets. Like once people retire, they're living out of assets. Uh, maybe they're, um, they have asset wealth. People that give out of asset wealth tend to be more recession proof as well as inflation proof, but that's just uh, tendencies. Uh, uh, there's also in, in addition to the numbers, just your own 
feelings about things. If you're feeling uncertain, you don't know what the economy in the future is, are you as ready to make a big gift? Um, perhaps more importantly, are you willing to make a multi-year pledge like to a campaign? You might be like, oh, I might give you a gift this year, but am I willing to make a five-year pledge? Not so sure. So you sometimes see a pullback on multi-year commitments. Yeah, and going back to that, it's going back to that hierarchy of needs. Well, Josh, I need to take a very quick break. Can we come back? We'll talk more about charitable, charitable giving. If you're running a not-for-profit, not what you can do to cultivate donors, or if you're an individual, how you can donate. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credits or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Josh Burkholz. He's vice chair of Giving USA. Josh, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. My pleasure, Jeffrey. Happy to be here. Okay, so we, I think we set this up really well. Uh, you did. I didn't had nothing to do with it other than asking questions. But significant charitable donations in 2021. Now we've got inflation rearing its ugly head, rising rates, mortgage rates going up, a lot of concern among Americans, corporations, etc. If you're running a not-for-profit, and I'm not talking about the big 
huge not-for-profits, although you know, they do good as well. But I'm talking about maybe the smaller, mid-sized not-for-profits. How do you navigate this? Uh, if I'm an executive director out there really looking to navigate my way through this and cultivate donors and encourage people to contribute to my cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the reason we're in this business, in the charitable business, is because we care so deeply about important causes. We're mission-driven organizations. And as long as mission stays front and center, navigation is, is on, on course. The boat's going in the right direction if we stay on mission. And the reason that's important is because people that give, they give really not only to fill a need. In fact, that's where a lot of nonprofits start. They might start to externalize the need that we solve this need. But what you hear more often from donors is, I want this organization to have an impact, and and frankly, I want to have an impact through them. So the giving uh, values do not disappear when the economy does. The values are, are there and they're strong. In fact, I love the stories in uh, 2020 and March and April when the economy was very uncertain. Um, people stepping up and giving some of the biggest gifts they ever did. If someone is passionate about a cause, they will give sacrificially. So being on point on why uh, not only your nonprofit is urgent and valuable, but why now? Why do, why should we give now is a really important piece. I think the other aspect of it is the authenticity. When we've studied donors, um, they're less concerned. Of, I mean, they certainly want to make sure the money's well spent, the financials and all of those, that it's a good charity. But really what drives them is the authenticity. Uh, so if a fundraiser, uh, in, fa in fact, it's kind of funny. We asked this question of a lot of um, donors. We said, do you think that fundraiser would give the same gift if they had your resources? And sometimes they'd say yes, sometimes they would say no. But when they said yes, we saw those fundraisers would raise four to five times more even during town downturns. It was around the, the mutual belief, the affiliation together around cause. Now, those are just some of the, the high level. Now, real practically, what we've seen is a shift in giving. It continues to move up a ladder. Um, higher dollar donors and, and fewer of the lower level donors. And it's unfortunately been a reality for um, a couple of decades now. And this is the first year in 2021 that we had 10 households give $15 billion, uh, which is just crazy that there's 10 households that did that. But that's at the very peak of this iceberg. What we've seen is higher level donors, donors that are giving multi-year commitments are making up a larger share of the philanthropic pie. So organizations that are only just doing online solicitations or doing letters or mails, um, uh, mailings, honestly, what they need to do is get out outside, go and meet with some of the people, get on a Zoom call and just talk personally why you care about the mission, why it's urgent that it's supported and ask personally, because those personally solicited gifts often coming from assets are what's really carrying the sectors that are doing well right now. Yeah, you got to press the flesh and meet the community, even if totally. you can't really press the flesh and meet the community because of quarantine, right. COVID, etc. Let me ask you about the not-for-profit world. Is it in need of uh, you know, people who are graduating college now or graduating from a two-year school or maybe not even going to school, um, is it in need of more people, uh, more, more I don't know, resources, human capital in order to help facilitate some of the execution that you're describing? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. I actually think it's the single biggest need in nonprofits today. There's There was a huge staff shortage before this great resignation everyone talked about in these last couple of years, some would argue it's as much as 30% of a vacancy rate for staffing around nonprofits in the fundraising profession. And it's a wonderful field. At the same time, I have three kids, two in college, one in high school. 
I can say none of them are saying, I want to be a fundraiser when I grow up. It's just not a type of thing kids mention. But fundraisers never regret, well, I shouldn't say never, rarely. I see so many fundraisers that are just so, just love this profession. It pays well. It's rewarding. Uh, I think of Buford who wrote his book, Halftime, and he said so many of us chase success. And at some point, something switches and our life's more about significance in fundraising. You can start out. Uh, being significant right out of the gates. Uh, honestly, if we were to have more people in fundraising, these chari the charitable sector would be better off. Uh, the limitations are not the generosity of people. It's the ability to reap that generosity that's out there. Yeah. So, so I mean, if you're interested, if, they, if someone's watching the show and they're interested, do they go to Giving USA uh, website? How do, they, how do they get involved? How, do they, how, do they, how does someone who is hearing your message, hearing what we're talking about, get involved with a not-for-profit that makes, you know, makes sense for them? Yeah, no, it's a good question. There's a, an association of fundraising professionals. It's a professional association that has a lot of information. Giving USA, of course, uh, uh, the member firms that were supported by firms that are working in the nonprofit sector and supporting the nonprofits. Most cities have a council of nonprofits or something along with the free postings. There's a huge opportunities. Almost think of it. Honestly, think about what sector you'd love to make a difference in. Is it the environment? Is it education, helping kids be in school? Is it uh, helping the homeless? And look at the organizations in your town. I guarantee there's job postings on every one of their websites. There's no, if you find the zone that you wanna make a difference, just seek it out and people will wanna talk to you. Um, give me a call directly. Find me on Giving USA. I'll, I'll try to hook you up myself if I can. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Last question, uh, Josh. If you're a corporate giving officer or just an individual, yeah. how do you how do you make that donation? How do you how do you reach out? Do you, do you just do research and you say I, I want to handle I want to contribute to uh, domestic abuse. I want to contribute to saving the environment. Do you do you do a Google search or whatever thing search, whatever the search tool you yeah. to find that the the right um, uh, you know uh, not for profit for you. Well, you certainly you certainly can. I mean, it's it's a it's a fine starting point. There's also rating agencies like GuideStar and so forth. For me personally, I want to meet a person. So if I'm am doing a Google search like that, I find some of the board members because they're board members and nonprofits. They're not getting paid a cent. They're all in in this charity. I try to give one of them a call and say, "Why do you give here? What is it that inspires you and uh, uh, to make a difference?" Or find another donor. Oftentimes they publish these donor roles, see if you can find people in your community, uh, giving online and then just asking questions through an online giving solicitation. A lot of states have sort of a giving, a, a, a statewide giving day. The National Giving Day is of course Giving Tuesday through that organization. There's a lot of opportunity to see charities kind of, it's, it's almost like a job fair in school for charities. Some of these big giving days are a way for them to show. But ultimately, I think it's most important to try to find someone to talk to. And I can tell you people in the charitable sector, they love to talk and they would love if you said, I'd love to think about a gift. Tell me why I should give to you. Um, guarantee you, that's a blessing to a fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't see, people are so willing to share their experiences. All you have to do is ask. And I always tell that to young people, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking to, to donate your time, something, all you got to do is ask, navigate that journey. Josh, we're going to have to leave it there. Congratulations on the great growth in charitable giving in 2021. Let's hope it continues in 2022 and beyond. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. 
Thank you, Jeffrey. My pleasure. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news in lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website, of course, and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.